So, if you haven't heard of Anchor, it's actually the easiest way to make a podcast and it's free. That's the best part. The nice thing is it also distributes a podcast to various other podcast sites like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and pretty much everywhere else. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. You can download the free app or you can go to anchor.fm. Enjoy and now let's get back to the coffee and sock sessions with me Pranil. What is up? Hey hey. How's it going? Right. Check, 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 check it out. Check, there check, we go. Check. check out my melody. Check, 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 check out my melody. <laughs> What's happening, bro? Currently in an edit at the moment for Afropunk, so I stepped out to get this call in with you because I know you asked for it, and I was like, how am I going to make this happen? I got to set my man up. I got to make sure I come through, So here I am. Sitting in the car because it's COVID, it's loud upstairs. So I came down here, you know, give you some time. How long Thank do you, you. Need? Much appreciated, man. Well, whenever you're, uh, whenever you feel like you need to bounce, just give me a heads up, man. I mean, it's it's not easy to squash in time with you because we know just how much you've done. And that's what blows me away every single time. I'm always like, this guy is such a mystery man. Who is the suede guy? Um, and I remember I was, I was trying to think back to how we actually first met and how we started connecting. And I, I can't trace it back. It, it might have been a little Twitter war. I wouldn't call it a war. Maybe a Twitter, a Twitter situation when I worked at YFM. I think, I think it was that. And we just started connecting, talking music and... Yeah, man, it blossomed into something pretty cool, like a really cool connection. But I actually really can't remember how we, we got connected, but it's been it's been like a good 10 years now, I, 10, 11 years. I, you were at Y. Yeah. Y was in Hyde Park. I was working with Johnny Cradle. Yeah. I watched you their music to check out. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. was where we first started talking. And it was like, oh, here's this guy at Y who's really into music. And you like Johnny Cradle, but you didn't think the Y listeners were yet ready for him. Yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah, Johnny Cradle, man. That stuff was phenomenal stuff. That was good stuff. But that's what I enjoyed. You always brought through, like, completely edgy stuff, stuff that we should have been playing and we should have been hearing more of in, in, in African countries and South Africa specifically. And Johnny Cradle was one of those guys, man. He just came through. And I'm happy now to be able to put him on this uh, virtual Afropunk stage that's happening. It's a global Afropunk event that I'm, I'm working on curating the artists for the show. We have over 50 artists from, I think, maybe 15 different countries involved in this event. And Johnny wow. Cradle is one of the featured bands. So I'm happy to be able to go back and like, you know, still give platform to artists that that I believe in. I'm not I'm not managing them. I just have always believed in their sound. And I'm happy to be able to give them an opportunity to still keep pushing. And I always try to do that for artists that I believe in, whether they're African artists or British artists or US-based artists. I think good music um 
deserves a, a platform and a space. That's amazing. Yeah, that's dope. Man. I, I actually had no idea you were still connected with Johnny. So that's like amazing, man. That's like, that's some serious commitment. Like if any artist needed to know what you do and how committed you are to the music game, this is a pure indication of it. And the Afropunk, I saw you put out a thing earlier about um, the story. One day you'll tell us a story of what it took to get a lot of these artists on the Afropunk lineup. Um, so hopefully one day we'll get to hear that story, maybe post Afropunk. Um, but I see Elaine, South African artist yeah. who's recently signed a global deal. She's she's on that lineup, man. So that's pretty sick. Yeah, we have we have Elaine. I have a uh, Sampa the Great, who's she's not from oh, South yeah. Africa, but she shot it in South Africa. Uh, Johnny Cradle, uh, Moonchild Sanele, my heart, my love, oh, Moonchild. She's on there. Her show is amazing. She collaborated with uh, Trevor Sturman to bring us something. It's really visually provocative and lovely. Um, I got, uh, there's this band from Soweto called uh, T-C-I-Y-F. Do you know them? T-C-Y-I-F. I I have not heard of them, T-C-I-Y-F. TCIY, yeah, I need to check that out. So we need to find out what's going on. Band out of Soweto called called the Come in Your Face. (laughs) That's that's very punk. That is that is very punk. Punk rockers from Soweto, like quota eating, like (laughs) gassy boy that play punk. It's actually, it's crazy because the punk scene in um, Soweto is insane, man. That's a, it's been a scene that's been around for a long time. Um, I actually had a conversation recently on another podcast that, I'm, that I do called the Civil Disobedience Project. And we basically talk about the role of um, music in civil rights movements across the world. And we in the punk edition at the 70s or 80s punk. So we do it like decade by decade. So I think it was 70s or 80s. And we spoke about all the different um, South African punk bands, especially from like Soweto and all of the townships and stuff. And it was crazy when people look back. It's, it's amazing how many people um, are not aware of just how influential punk music is. Um, in black townships where people would think like, you know, it's uh rock music alternative music is not really a thing or it's it's not really something that uh black artists have really um tapped into but it's been around man and, and that's in, that's insane i mean you need to check these guys out they come in your face yeah <laughs> it's very punk man <laughs> yeah part of part of what we're doing for this um for this thing and people can can check it out. It's this weekend, October 23rd through the 25th. They can go to www.planetafropunk.com and check it out. Part of what I've been trying to get across is how punk is influential as a as a mindset. It's not necessarily just music-based. It's it's about being an, an outsider and going against perceived norms of of society and and being anti rules and anti establishment and I think for people of color whether you be black or brown I, I think a lot of us are often outside of mainstream societal thinking like we are we are by definition 
outlawed from Americans being considered three fifths of a man to in South Africa having, you know, the, the, the system where blacks are at the bottom and white is on top. It's like that punk attitude influences so many things where we're having a conversation with uh, Robert Glasper and Terrace Martin that is being, yeah. um, it's being moderated by my man Tyree Boyce and they're talking right. about how jazz is punk. Yeah. That's an interesting. You know, take. think about how, how Miles Davis was like. I'm not playing that jazz. I'm playing high jazz. You know, yeah. Ah, that's so. so punk is a punk is a mindset. No, it is. It really is a mindset, and I think a lot of like, and if you had to take jazz as well, it's a mindset. It goes against everything that you think you know about music in general. You know what I mean? It's like it's completely progressive. It's completely off the cuff. I mean, like you don't know what. He didn't know what Miles Davis was going to do all the time. He would just come out there and just, he would drop something and leave the crowd. Like you, you couldn't expect, you couldn't anticipate anything. And that's actually such a cool way of looking at it. I never actually thought about that because like you say, punk is not necessarily a genre. It's, it's a mindset. It's about anti-establishment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's powerful Especially stuff. And- with what we're dealing with right now with, with you know, in SARS in Nigeria and, and the uh, Black Lives Matter movement in the U.S., it's like the world during this COVID time is just tired of the way things have been. We're tired of the establishment, and things things must change. So for me, I think it the story behind me getting involved with Afropunk is my ideas of changing the world. Oh.